Welcome to The Square, your podcast from the Iowa League of Cities, bringing you current and important topics from around the state to your town square with our hosts, Mickey Shields, the Director of Membership Services, and Katie Wheeler, the League's Business Relations Coordinator. Our hosts bring you topics that matter to your town square. Hey, Katie. Hey, Mickey. How's your summer going? It's going so fast. I'm <laughs> it's going so bummed. It's way too fast. to slow down. Yeah, it's uh, hard to believe. Um, closing out July here soon and moving into August, which means what? State fair? State fair. And school year begins. Oh, my gosh. Ah. Wow. So, yeah, it's been a crazy summer. We've done small city workshops. Uh, we had a golf outing, bags and golf outing in Ankeny. We just got done with the, the city manager summer conference up in Decorah. Right now, uh, we're going through Municipal Professionals Institute and Academy up in Ames, seeing a lot of city clerks, so it's uh, it's been pretty hectic, but a lot of fun. It has been a fun summer yeah, at the league, yeah. I would agree. There's still a little bit left. I want anybody to freak out out there, all of our lovely listeners. There's still a little time to uh, enjoy summer, but uh, it is kind of going quickly. Uh, so at the league right now, what are we looking working on, Katie? We're working on conference. <laughs> we're getting geared up, getting everything in order for the annual conference in September in Dubuque this mm-hmm. year. Uh, registration is still open. The exhibit hall is filling up fast. Um, yeah, we're yeah. getting excited for it. Yeah, that's kind of our, you know, a lot of people mark their calendars with the beginning of school year. We mark our calendars with annual conference. <laughs> that's kind Absolutely. of when we know uh, September is coming up and we have a lot of stuff to do. It's a, it's a total team effort here at the league. And uh, we're very excited to be in Dubuque, very excited to be offering the conference with all the workshops and networking events. But as Katie said, registration is open. There are so, uh, some spots available. So if you're thinking about going, uh, you, you should register very soon. There is a cutoff mm-hmm. date where, um, and I forget the cutoff date, folks, so we apologize, but it's definitely late August. Somewhere in there, uh, the, the registration cost increases. So uh, the way to stay informed on all of this is with league weekly there you go that's where we're going to post all of our information about conference keep it up to up to date with that one other thing we're doing this year that uh katie had a great she's our kind of our ideas person here in the office we're going to have a uh t- a calendar we're going to put together for all of the, the attendees at this year's conference and it's going to be a 2020 calendar and we're going to feature a whole bunch of city photos so if you 12 have 12 of them 12 well mm-hmm. 12 of them to be yeah. you know, exact that's <laughs> kind of funny how that works but if you have photos of your community that you think are fantastic we'll definitely take those and try to fit them into the 2020 calendar if not 2021 and beyond uh, but i think it's a great way to show off all of our wonderful cities out there and have a fun calendar for our city officials to use all right well today's topic is something that um it may not to be the most exotic when you first think about it, but it's something that's incredibly important to all cities, really all employers out there. And that's the, the topic of workers' compensation and safety, working safety safely in the workplace. And so joining us, we have Jeff Hovey and Dean Shady from the Iowa Municipal Municipalities Workers' Compensation Association. Been here at the league for almost 11 years. I still have to slow myself down <laughs> to get that it's full title. Yeah, we just call it IMWCA, and you can too, <laughs> to make it easy for you. One of the things that, uh, starting off here, that I think helps everybody understand how this works is that IMWCA is part of the league. And uh, we actually share offices, and we're all in the same office. Dean's office is right next to mine, in fact. And it was a pool that was formed by cities back in the day to give all cities, but especially smaller communities, a, a workers' comp- compensation option an affordable option that would provide them coverage. 
leading off with that, Jeff, can you give a little more background on IMWCA and some of the details on how it works? Um, you know, there's a, a board that governs the, the pool and uh, staff. What kind of staff do you all have? Just all of the above. Certainly. Thanks, Mickey. Um, as Mickey said, the IMWCA was formed uh, by the league. They were instrumental in getting it started. So we all are part of the league. IMWCA itself was formed as a 28E. So it is a collaboration of cities and municipalities working together. And it's governed by a nine-member board, five of which represent cities and four of which represent counties. And they're the governing body for IMWCA. That's one thing, too, that obviously the Iowa League of Cities, we've, we're an association of city governments, but you all have county members as well, right? County governments. That's, quite a few. That's correct. The, it, it didn't start that way, but it, the bylaws were changed to add the ability to insure uh, counties in 1986, I believe. As well as other uh, 2080s like rural water systems, housing systems, landfills. Right, solid waste commissions, folks right. like that. Because I think as the, you guys feel, correct me if I'm wrong, but as, as the association grew, as the pool grew, there's other smaller local government uh, folks, entities that needed coverage, right? And that's where some of the counties came in and some of those solid waste commissions and those types uh, wanted in because they needed affordable coverage. And I think we're up to 79 of the 99 counties or somewhere in that neighborhood. It's quite a, it's yeah, it's a large, a big chunk of those. Yeah, I think. In 80 now, yeah. 80. 80. Just added one, so we're up to 80. There we go. Awesome. Yeah, so yeah, quite a few. And then on the city side, oh, I forget how many exact how many members there are. It's about but, 379. Right. So quite a few cities uh, enjoy the coverage from IMWCA. So it's, it's grown into a very robust pool that covers all sorts of cities and counties, um, big and small, every corner of the state. Uh, so it, it's, it's been something I think has been very beneficial to our membership. Looking in here in our office, what kind of staff do we have to support all of those different services? We have a staff of approximately... 16 full-time employees. They range from loss control staff, which is out meeting with our members on a daily basis, claim staff, which handles all of our claims. The claims are handled by us here in Des Moines. Uh, we have accounting, marketing, and underwriting, right. and a human resource specialist that we make available to our members to assess with human resource needs as it relates to workers' compensation. So. I think that speaks to one thing, too, that, um, you know, the difference between perhaps IMWCA and working with a different type of provider is that all of our folks are right here. So if one of our members has a claim or has an issue, they need safety, and we have Dean talk more about the loss control uh, work that the, the association performs. But that's one of the, I think, biggest benefits is that you're talking to folks right here in Des Moines that a lot of us grew up in Iowa and a lot of us joined this type of work out of a call to duty. And um, that's one of the things that sets us apart. Well, and not only are, are we here in Des Moines, our focus is on government. That's all we do. So right. when you talk to a claims examiner, they understand what a motor grader is, what a park and recs person does. So they're familiar with, with our members. Absolutely. Good. What requirements do cities have when it comes to workers' compensation coverage? Workers' compensation coverage is a requirement under Iowa workers' compensation law that all cities carry that to protect their employees. 
expand on that if you would. Basically, every type of city employee or county employee for that matter has to be covered. Part time? All employees that are paid are required to be covered under workers' you. compensation. <laughs> um, I know there's some there's some carve outs, right? That's kind of hard to. There are volunteers that are also covered. If volunteer firefighters, reserve police officers, ambulance drivers, and EMTs are considered employees for workers' compensation purposes, even though they are volunteers. Okay. Why is it important to have workers' comp? It protects the city and the injured worker. In the, in the event of an injury, it provides the uh, employee with a means for their bills to be paid to compensate them for their loss of wages. And in the event there's some permanent impairment, they get compensated for that as well. And it transfers the liability for paying for that from the city to the pool. So the city does not have to come up with that money and, and uh, um, have that financial strain. Right. Dean, did you want to add in there? Yeah, the other thing is, is that uh, the city would also have to manage the uh, medical part of the claim and go through all the legal requirements under work comp. This way, um, our employees do that. Well, hey, let's take a short break here and come back to our workers' comp discussion after tackling this month's Your Question Answered. The Square is brought to you by the Iowa League of Cities. Come and see us at www.iowaleague.org. All right, welcome back. We're going to head into Your Questions Answered. And as always, if you have a question, please send it over to the Square at iowaleague.org or you can call and leave us a voicemail. And I am excited to hear the answer to this month's question, and it is, does Iowa have different types of cities? We're going to turn it over to Mickey because he knows the answer. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're excited, for one. This is a little piece of curiosity that every now and then people will ask, uh, citizens included, where they'll say something like, does Iowa have different types of cities? And really the question is, do we have different levels of cities like you may see in other states, I believe uh, Illinois has a three-tiered system where they have full cities and villages and towns. Uh, in Wisconsin, there's something similar. In other states, they have different classifications of cities. The concept there is largely to say that the bigger cities have different needs than smaller cities or medium-sized cities, and they may have on the smaller side uh, less stringent requirements for reporting, or they have, may have a different funding structure for like state, uh, state shared revenues. Uh, so there's some different reasons for that. But in Iowa, we have one classification. That's just cities. And that largely resulted from the home rule push uh, back in the late 60s and early 70s uh, to give cities uh, home rule powers. One of the things that came with that was just saying any incorporated community is called a city. That's it. So we're all under the same classification. All 942 cities in Iowa uh, are subject to the same types of standards when it comes to any Things that anything the cities must do. So workers' comp is a, an example of that. Whether you're a town of 100 or 100,000, uh, you are subject to those same requirements. Now, there are some differences there in terms of what uh, you provide to your citizens. So a smaller community may not have uh, a full service. They might not be a full service city is what some cities would call. They don't do uh, maybe uh, have a city police department, for example, where a lot, whereas all the bigger cities do have a, the, their own city police department they own and operate. So there are differences, but we all we only have the one classification of cities in Iowa. So we don't have towns. We do not have technically have towns. We can refer to them as towns <laughs> when we talk about them. But in the state code, 
that is just one type of city. Yeah. What about townships? Now that is a different level of government, and those are in the unincorporated areas out in the county. Uh, there are townships all throughout Iowa, and I forget exactly how many there are. There's more than cities. I think it's in the there's over a thousand. Uh, so they they are a level of government. They obviously um, do a little bit less or a lot less than lot cities. Less. Are expected yeah. to do a lot less than city city governments, but they are a separate governmental entity. Yeah. Okay. Great question. Yeah, <laughs> that was a good question. Yeah. So should we jump back into our conversation with Jeff and Dean? Yeah, let's get back right. at it. So uh, we talked about the importance of workers' comp coverage. Uh, let's shift gears a little bit and talk about how cities can control some of the, the issues by working safely. So how critical is a safe work environment? Cities rely on their people to uh, get anything done. And if you do not have a good safety program, you really run the risk of seeing your employees injured and losing a lot of productive work time. The only way to really protect the employees is to have a good safety program. It also helps with complying with state law. Uh, Iowa is one of the state plans that does require cities uh, to follow the OSHA standards. And if you run into issues where employees are getting injured because you don't have the safety plan. Not only uh, do you risk getting citations, but uh, you also risk seeing your premiums go way up. And the important thing to understand, when your premiums go up, you're getting no more value. Um, you're getting the same product, you're just paying more of it because you use it more. So Probably the most important thing is, one, to protect the most valuable resource you have, which is your people. Two, to help them be uh, as productive as they can be. Three, um, in terms of the taxpayer, keep the premiums low, help keeps taxes low, and then avoid any large OSHA fines. Sure. So following up on that, what can cities do to improve their safety? Just a few tips that you all have seen over the years that um, any town, any community can make to work a little bit safer? If you're a community that, uh, what I would call a, a uh, medium size to a large city, you can establish a safety committee and it uh, can meet once a month with a focus of what are we doing in the community? What are the risks of doing that job? How are we gonna control that risk? and then uh, sit down together and you know, make, basically execute the plan. If you're a smaller community, um, you know, let's say that you only had three or four full-time employees, essentially uh, the mayor, uh, council member can get the staff together and do the same thing, identify what are the risks in the cities, what can we do. Um, the other thing that I think is really important in all this is making sure that you get training for your employees. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we take people, we hire them, and then we just assume they know how to do something safely. And uh, that's where we get in trouble with those assumptions. Yeah. So safety is very important, and safety training is very important. I know that's something at the league that we started. They have a safety committee here. And it has, I think it's really changed the culture in 
at the league and with IMWCA being here that just a very safe culture. Before, I didn't know it wasn't okay to not stand on a chair <laughs> to reach things when you're five foot nothing. I mean, for the love, you can't always find a ladder, but right. apparently... Especially a rolling chair. That's <laughs> the <laughs> safe way to do it. Not exactly. A, yeah. she, she obviously did that when lost control staff was out on the road. Yeah, right? yeah. Wait until you guys were gone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you guys are on the road a bunch, um, especially the loss control team. So for both of you, what are some of maybe your favorite places you've visited or favorite stories from the road that are fit for the air? Well, after almost 30 years of doing this, <laughs> uh, I've had the opportunity to travel the whole state, um, as we say, shore to shore, coast to coast. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you really gain a lot of appreciation for the uh, the cities and in, in the state of Iowa, um, you know, they they each either have natural beauty, like when you're up in Decorah. Mm -hmm. um, there's some really cool stuff in terms of history um, that you see if you go to Dubuque, for example. There's a lot of history there. Mm -hmm. um, we we kind of take it for granted that it's Iowa. There's not a lot to do, but. You know, been fortunate to drive around and see all the little things that sometimes even small towns have that are really cool, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, suggest that when people get a chance to really look for those type of things. Sure. How about you, Jeff? I have not traveled nearly as much as as Dean, but I have been out and about, and uh, I always think it's interesting having grown up in Iowa and went to college in Iowa and lived around different parts of the state that I still find towns that I did not know existed. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I, I, what I really appreciate about going into those towns is that you can, you can pull into town and you can look around and you can see the pride that people take in those communities. Yeah. And I think that's pretty neat. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you have something else, Dean? Oh, okay. Now you're jumping in. Well, hey, um, thank you both for coming in and joining us. And then we're actually going to have you stick around for a little bit. We're kind of almost doing this backwards. We're going to have you uh, be our Get to Know Your League interview. And we're going to start off by asking your title, what you do for the league. Now, I think we kind of know, but uh, how long you've been with us? I'm, I'm the director of risk services, and I've been with the league since uh, 2005. Okay. So 14 and a half years now. Wow. And Dean? I'm the uh, loss control manager, and I've been with the league since 1988. 1988. Wow. Just a few short years ago. <laughs> <laughs> the knowledge these two gentlemen yeah. have is out of control. Right. So a little background. Both of you, I think you kind of alluded a little bit to your background, but where did you grow up, uh, go to school, um, all that good stuff? I grew up in Cresco, Iowa, and then uh, went to Nyack in Mason City for two years and then transferred to Buena Vista College in Storm Lake, where I got my four-year degree. Okay. So. Did you grow up on, in the city or on a farm? On a farm. On a farm. Did you have animals? Yes. Grew up on a farm that uh, uh, was a cow-calf operation primarily and then raised some, some grain so okay. to feed them. Wow. And Dean? I grew up in Storm Lake, Iowa, and I... Uh, Went to BV for two years, transferred to Iowa State, where I got my uh, BA and ultimately my master's. Um, grew up on an acreage, raising quarter horses, and showing and training them. So, mm -hmm. Very cool. Do you have horses still? 
Nope. Out of the horse business now. Um, my dad sold our last horse about five years ago. Okay. okay. So when you two are not in the office, where can you be found? What kind of fun stuff do you like to do? Most of my time is spent on my acreage. I currently live on an acreage just south of Des Moines and have some animals there and do gardening, which takes up a good chunk of the summer. How's your garden doing this year? uh, It was starting to struggle because we were getting a little dry, but we recently received some rain and it's doing (laughs) well. So about two inches in 20 minutes the other day. (laughs) And Dean? Um, My wife and I are empty nesters, so uh, we try to do a lot of travel. Um, When I'm not traveling with her, um, I'm out hunting and fishing whenever I can. That's leaving it a little bit short. Uh, Dean is a, <laughs> a bit of a hunter, as you might say. You've been to some exotic locations, haven't you? A couple of places anyways? Uh, yeah, I've been lucky to go boar hunting in uh, Ukraine. <laughs> and, wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah, do a little fishing um, down in Mexico, yeah. some stuff like that. I've been very fortunate, but... Probably my favorite place is uh, here in Iowa, um, Iowa and South Dakota probably, between uh, turkey hunting, duck hunting, goose hunting, pheasant. Basically, if it's got fins, feather, or fur, I'll chase it. <laughs> Are you a bow hunter? Uh, not anymore. I was when I was younger, but uh, that that became a, a, a game of patience, and as mm-hmm. I got older, I just... Don't You've gotten have that less much patience patient in all your old age? Is that what you're saying? Well, uh, with my, my kids were in sports, and you know, rather than having a, a week to go do scouting right. and sit around, it became, hey, uh, I got two hours. I better go make it worthwhile. So yeah. bow hunting kind of took a backseat. Right. A I hear you. This one's always fun. What is the best career advice you've ever received? Don't start too fast now. <laughs> <laughs> I just say, you know, find what you love to do, um, and if you believe in it, um, you know, you work hard at it, you're going to get rewarded in so many different ways. The, the one that I go back to, uh, I believe, is a Henry Ford quote, and that is, there's people in this world who think they can, and people who think they can't, and they're both right. <laughs> so that, that's what I always think about. That, that's yes. tremendous, yeah. And what do you guys enjoy about working at the league? I guess my far, my favorite part of working at the league is the environment and the, the nonprofit, knowing that we're not here to make money. We're here to serve our members and to know that we're helping helping statewide to make things better for our cities. So. Yeah. Dean? Sending people home safe at night, It uh, just a good feeling when people come up to you and just say, hey, uh, we appreciate the help, and I was worried about doing this job, and now I feel much more comfortable, and that, uh, yeah, that's probably the best thing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you guys do great work. The whole uh, organization does. I know our members benefit from it, so keep it up, and if uh, anyone listening comes to our annual conference, you'll be able to meet Jeff and Dean. They'll be around. They'll be staffed there working on different stuff, doing a workshop, and all sorts of other activities, so don't be strangers. Uh, but again, uh, thank you both for joining us on The Square this month. We appreciate it. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Okay, as always, we're going to wrap up with our last segment, which is some little trivia.
And if you recall last month's question, it is the first winner of the Heisman Trophy, Jay Berwanger, was born in what Iowa community? And dun, that, dun, dun. <laughs> that community, of course, is Dubuque, host of this year's league annual conference and exhibit, September 25th through 27th in Dubuque. Uh, if you listen to the early part, earlier part of this show, uh, Dean Shady talked about the uh, Dubuque being a historical town. It's the oldest city in Iowa, and there's a lot of history there. And, that, and Jay is certainly part of that history. It's a pretty unique designation to be, to be the first Heisman Trophy Award winner. So that's pretty cool. And then for this month, Yes, this Katie, month's question, in what year did IMWCA start offering coverage that's the question. Here's a hint. It's before I was born. <laughs> so if you can figure <laughs> out what year Katie was born. <laughs> that is not the truth. I'm going to say question. it was before 1990, after 1970. I'm gonna... Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> Give a little hint. Oh, so send in your question. <laughs> oh. Just a few years ago. Don't worry about it. Uh, so, uh, as always, stay up to date with us, uh, with League Weekly. Listen to our podcast. We do a lot of previews on the podcast, and the next couple will definitely be uh, focusing on the annual conference since that is right around the corner. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Send in your questions. Send in your trivia answers. What else? Enjoy the rest of your summer. That's yeah, what else? That's the theme of it. <laughs> that is it right there. Uh you can tell we're parents, right? <laughs> yes, it goes so fast. It does. Well, thanks all for listening, and we'll see you next month. All right. Yeah, we can